Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On Post Show Recaps, that's right. So we got y'all clues back again with even more content you love. Um, again, we are back to finish off our series uh, of Ladies First, a story of women in hip hop. If you haven't already, we reviewed episodes one and two last week. So go and listen to that first and then listen to us finish off the series by reviewing episode three and four. But of course, I am not here alone. Of course, I'm here with the loud mouth of the South, hey. Mr. Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Hey, back again. Back to back, made back, stacks to ills. Total of us, little shady bag to ill. What's it go, black, it go black again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, I felt like it was appropriate since our, our subject matter today, you know, I talking about like these ladies and well. rap. Yeah. yeah. So good. Are you excited to wrap up the series here? I am, but also I kind of feel like we could have given us more, you know, like th- we did mm-hmm. it in two parts, but there's so much content here and I'm sure we could go on and wax poetic about, you know, our heyday listening to the hip hop music stuff. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like there might be a series in here somewhere that we could have, we could have really fleshed this out, but I am mm-hmm. excited to talk about it today. It's a good, it was a good documentary, or at least I really liked it, uh, but you are the documentary expert here, you know, coming mm-hmm. from crime scene. What did you think about the four part series altogether? I really like the four part series. I, I, I went back and forth by like the last one. I was like, did we really need this last episode? Could we Mm. have fit it somewhere else? I think if they wanted to, they could have made it a three parter, but honestly, uh, the four parts felt great. They weren't too long. I feel like they covered a lot. I, I, maybe we'll talk about we'll talk about it a little bit later. I felt like they they also left some stuff out as well. Okay. You know, I think they kind of like tiptoed around some stuff about the the culture of hip hop and stuff like that. But I think they accomplished what they wanted to get accomplished. And for me, that's praising women in hip hop, um, exposing people to more women in hip hop. Like like we said in the first one, I I felt like I learned a lot in the first two episodes. In these in these last two episodes, I felt like I learned even more. So um, I think they they hit the the nail on the head here. And this was a great series to watch. Yes, 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 yes. And thank all the listeners for coming to us on this journey. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're getting the connect back up and running. And so we need more stuff to talk about, too. So we got mm-hmm. rap shit coming in a few weeks. 
but we also got a little time. And so if you hear us, uh, you know, take you, you hear us talking about this and you say, well, what, what about this other stuff? Let us know what you want us to talk about. I believe we're at connect on post recaps.com. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Connect at post recaps.com yep. is the email. Yep. That's it. Yeah. And then, or you could tweet us and at, at Mari talks too much and at Chappelle's underscore show, you know, and let us know what you want us to talk about. Cause this was a good time, but you know, we're here to bring more bliggity black content here to the connect. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited, but there's more to come. Yeah, and let's be real. If you if you tweet us, we'll we'll see it there first. More than anything. yeah, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I checked the connect, the connect the recap uh, email address. <laughs> so yeah, feel free to reach out to us. Um, like we said, we'll probably just uh, we'll probably just watch some other few things, give our thoughts on a few other things. Just make mm-hmm. sure you're subscribed to us wherever you get your podcasts in order to. Uh, to know what we're up to but Chappelle let's get into episode three of ladies first the story of women in hip-hop episode three I thought was very interesting like I liked the progression of it it, it felt different from the first two episodes uh the track list for episode three it is uh where are our flowers Ho go under the knife still ain't cut like me. Hey, shout out to Meg. <laughs> yeah. Securing securing the bag. Love yourself because it gets ugly. So um I love that they went back to, to talking about how women in hip hop, especially black women, can be erased from the narrative. Cause like I said in the last episode, I there were some of these female M- MCs that I did not know about and it's just you know it's just because i not because i was in hip-hop and knew of everybody else it's just like i i wasn't in it so i didn't know and so i like that we they visit we visited Shah rock again and how she establishes again that she was the first female mc on cassette tape like that's so big mm, yeah they uh she's the poster child of people not getting their money that they deserve right yeah, she is man. the f- the first to be on the cassette tape, but also the first to kind of get screwed over by the industry. Uh, yeah. A lot of these women, they call them, they were entrepreneurs. You know, they started, they basically just woke up one day, decided this is the, the, the route I'm going to go. They paved mm-hmm. their own, they struggled through a male dominated society and, you know, all these other random barriers. And then they still ended up broke. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. what else do they got to do to get what they deserve? So this first part, it was kind of hard to watch because it's kind of sad, you know? It was exactly. I I have like the birth of the 360 deal down here, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. Getting, getting signed as an artist, but being told, okay, you're signed, but we got to get you studio time. We got to get you this, 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 and that. And then it's like, you're in debt. You're not really making money. Um, I love this part from Drew Dixon as well. And the, uh, who I, again, I, I didn't know about her either. Um, but basically she's a famous uh, A&R executive, I would, I would say Drew Dixon is, and she talks about how uh, she wanted to be a part of the art form of hip hop because she felt like it, it um, encapsulated the people who survived the institution of slavery. And I thought that was very, very powerful. Like this culture was birthed from that culture. And her what did you think of her story about how the um i'll be there for you slash you're all i need to get by song was made this was incredible one i did not know this yeah. story uh, yeah did not know this happened so i was like man you know imagine how many other stories that we just aren't getting told um mm-hmm. i love that song love that song love Method it and marriage together it's just it's 
the song is long and it still ain't long enough for me. It just, yeah. I can do another, like, give me another verse. Um, but yeah, finding out that Nikki D was the receptionist. And wow. Yeah. And she hears this interlude and she's like, oh no, this is great. This is a, an ode to, you know, women that come into the vocabulary of hip hop. It's not, it's not something you see often. And so yeah. she goes and puts the pieces together. She wants method Edge with Drew Mary Dixon J. Blige. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Drew Dixon does. Mm -hmm. And, and she puts the uh, the pieces together, and I, I I'm sorry, I just never knew this. She suggested Mary J. Blige. You know, yep. they called Puff Daddy to make this happen. This yep. should be some story that we all know, because this is one of the greatest collaborations of all time. It is, it is, and that needs to be said. This is one of the greatest collaborations of all time. Like this was before, like a rapper and a singer collaborating was like that is like a dime a dozen now. But this was novel back then, and all of that to say that drew wasn't credited she she basically picked the sample she picked mm. the artist she she basically had to ask her supervisor if she could do this all together she brought all the, these things together it it wins a grammy and because she didn't type the credits she had somebody else type the credits on it she wasn't credited for it and it's so and i didn't see that 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 was coming when you know when they're telling us the story we find that yeah. finding out at the end and it's just another example of how black women behind the scenes are being erased. Maybe not purposefully, but it's still happening, you know? Right. This woman won a Grammy and doesn't have any proof. And that's yeah. incredible. Like she could tell this story a million times and people can choose mm -hmm. to believe her or not because her mm -hmm. name is not on the Grammy. It's not in the, you know, if you go to Wikipedia, it's probably not on there. And that's yeah. so sad because she did mm -hmm. all the work. Every time she hears this song, she thinks, I did this shit. And people probably like, no, you didn't. You know, that's, yeah. that's pretty messed up, Mari. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't like this story at all. It was it made me sad. I was I was I was proud to know it and like be happy for her, but not proud that this happened to her. Yeah, and it and it's just like a, a long list of of ways that women get screwed when it comes to this business because they were so early in the business, you know. Um they then move on to like hip-hop being appropriated and i like that they had the definition of cultural appropriation here Chappelle, and how it's not just mimicking the art or, or the art form but it's like it's like taking credit for the art form and or not giving proper credit to the art, art form or or profiting off of off of the art form or whatever you're appropriating and not giving back to the community that you know that cr helped create it it was it was amazing because i think people get <laughs> appropriation mixed up all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah this we could talk we could talk about this for a minute you know um yeah i i remember when i was younger and how it would feel to see rap in like random ass like places right mm -hmm. like you watching the rugrats and then you see the rugrats rap and you're like wait <laughs> why is there a rugrats rap you know and then you yeah. think like oh i gotta learn it or mm -hmm. you watch a pokemon and they got the pokemon rap at the end and you're like mm -hmm. This show is when they start rapping mm -hmm. on Pokemon, where did that happen? And then, you know, being a young black boy, I'm like, oh, well, it's a rap. I got to learn it, you know? Yeah, and so, yeah. um, so that stuff kind of felt like, oh, it's like you feel seen, but not when you realize that this is coming from places that are not representing black people, you know, like right. they're no, they're, the, they're, the only black person arguably in Pokemon is Brock. And, you know, and I think arguably because <laughs> to, to talk about who you want to talk about, to who you want to talk to, it might be, it, you might claim Brock, whoever, but yeah. you know, it's just like, this is not a show for, 
for us by us, you know, and, and there's right. no reference to us, you know, and, and a lot of stuff is probably made at our expense. You know, we see a lot of racist tropes uh, in the 90s yeah. and the early 2000s that are made for laughs. And then the same tropes will be ignored when it's time for you to rap and make some money off of it. Uh, mm -hmm. So here they talk about the Pillsbury Doughboy rapping, the Flintstones mm -hmm. rapping. And I just <laughs> can imagine that if you're an actual rapper, that a lot of this is kind of offensive, Mari. Yeah. And then uh, Tony the Tiger, I think, too. It, yeah, it's so funny. But like, I think me as a kid, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought twice about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It felt like and, normal. Yeah, and I, I I like that they bring that to the forefront because it's these it's these commer it's these commercial um entities using our art form to try and sell more specifically mostly likely to us you know mm -hmm. um and it it's just like any corporation that'll throw a a a, a gay pride flag up during June and snatch it down you know as soon J as July one it's gotta go you know, yeah it's just oh. like it's frustrating to kind of see you know um. I Mario. think, uh, yeah, no, I was just going to say, I think Miley Cyrus and Izzy Az Azalea rightfully get called out here. <laughs> yeah. Iggy and Miley catch some strays here, but before we got to that, I wanted to, I wanted to see if you remember, you remember when Nickelodeon was black? What do you mean by that? See Nickelodeon and I, and I know somebody probably listening to this thinking like, well, don't, they're not exempt from their appropriation conversations, but I kind of feel like they are because mm -hmm. I called out the Rugrats in their rap, but yeah, mm -hmm. but I feel like Nick, paid homage to a lot of black like artists and stuff in ways that these, you know, Tony the Tiger, the Pillsbury Doughboy, Flintstones, they didn't care about black folk. There was nothing involved yeah. in, in those in those that were black. But Nickelodeon had black performers on yes, all that. All that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, performing black ass songs on a children's show. Oh my God, so good. You know, but, but the 90s used to do that. Some of these, mm -hmm. the black shows used to really uh, highlight art, you know, artists. I remember, you know, all the artists that would pop up on Sister, Sister, Sister and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And those were black shows. So it made sense. But Nickelodeon yeah. was like, no, nah, we're going to make time for these black spaces, you know. Um, they did. I picked Kenan on the Rugrats. Yeah, Keenan and Kale. I picked on the Rugrats, mm. but you remember, uh, wasn't it Black Street and Maya were on the Rugrats movie? Yeah. Soundtrack? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Black, I want to go there. And then it made me think of Cousin Skeeter, too. Cousin Skeeter yeah. was a black show on, I'm pretty sure it was Nickelodeon. And yeah, they had, it was. Um, what was it, Total singing the. Um, yeah. You yeah. Know how, or was it 702? That was 702. Was it 702? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. 702. Yeah, but I think that's yeah. the difference between appropriation and appreciation, right? Like, yeah. These black spaces and you pay homage to the to the artists and you put them on. You saw Coolio at the beginning of every episode of Keenan and Kale. Yep. Mm -hmm. so, where they could have hit him and just made it like animation. So I, yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I think that that's when you when people don't understand how it's done, look no further than that. You know, they yeah. those artists and their works and their music videos in the in the in the product, it wasn't just like, oh, we need to reach black people, so now let's add it. It was more like it was in there by design. Great point. That that is a a great great point. The TLC sung all that. Um, yes. Yeah. It, you're right. That is there is a difference. There truly is a difference. They made space for for black uh, artists, comedians, everything like that. I used to love I used to love uh, Nickelodeon Snick and all that stuff. Yes, yes, it was so black. But it was black. And it black. was very. <laughs> but like we said, we, we gotta talk about Miley Cyrus. I, Get her. Well, Get her again. Well, it's bad Get her because <laughs> I I am a, I am ashamed to admit, like I did 
I did enjoy the Bangers album. I'm not gonna. It lie. was good. It you was know, we can talk about it. Bangers had some. Bangers slap. Damn it! And that's the problem. That is, that is there lies the problem. <laughs> Shoot, you ain't, look. You talking to the right one. I listen oh to Bangers recently too. Yeah, uh, I know. I I had, every now and then I double back to Bangers. Uh, finally, talk about she had some hits, y'all. I'm not. She I'm did. It's so bad, and I hate that that was the case because like stupid me i was like no this is the real miley cyrus miley is <laughs> <laughs> she's finally coming into her own <laughs> yeah. no. and then and then uh, the, three years later she's back the country talking about how she was misled by people around her girl get get out of here dog like mm-hmm. blame Mike uh, made it. <laughs> yeah Mike uh, Will, uh, they, look, they Mike, did make magic Mike, together. Mike Will, if you listen to this, y'all did. Yo, you made that. Yeah, shit. It you was made, so good. You put that shit on. It was so good. But also, damn, this is what we talk about. You I know. know. It's like Miley was a country singer, child star. There were no black people in Hannah Montana. The show. Um, no. You know, she goes off to have this country c- career. It's the climb, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Then she breaks out and she can't be tamed and all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, uh-huh. which Miley is the Miley? But then exactly. when Molly when Molly needed to go get the black vote, oh, she was making that little thing move. That little she was twerking that that little that little flat dog. Movie. Do you understand? No offense to anybody out there, but white Do people they? did not know what twerking was until Miley Cyrus started twerking. Like, yeah, legit, did yeah. not realize what twerking was she i hate that she made twerking she legit kind of made twerking mainstream like oh yeah oh yes yes i hate to say that it's so unfortunate um Mm -hmm. because again (laughs) like they say in this documentary when she did it it was like oh like people well let's not act like people weren't mad at her for doing that you know um but like a lot of people like yes it encouraged like other kids to like I want to twerk now too, you know. Parents was twerking, you know. Yeah, like it's it just became like a trend almost, and it's just amazing to see like this dance form that like we've been doing for decades just kind of explodes on the scene. They have they show like uh Taylor Swift having like twerkers in her videos, like mm-hmm. she really kind of made it mainstream, and again she was treated differently from the Megs, Cardis of the world that, you know, they came later, of course, but like where twerking is a right of our, our passage. It's, it's, it's how we express ourselves through our dance, through our art form. And we would be called ratchet for it or like disgusting or like, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was such a, a, a weird time to be a part of like white people twerking. Yeah. And, and then they almost did it ironically so it's like look at miley up there being goofy and twerking yeah. i too am being goofy when i twerk so twerking became like a funny thing i can i can yeah uh yes. tina belcher right now twerking yeah you know mm-hmm. that kind of stuff yeah. it's like but it's not funny thing it's just a dance that we've been doing forever getting called ghetto and all that other stuff you know what i'm saying that black folk yeah doing, so that's why it's like uh it's not great but again if you want to catch black folk attention do black stuff. And so uh, Miley was getting pushed back, but a, a lot, she got embraced a lot, you know. Um, mm-hmm. There were a lot of black artists on that album, uh, involved in that yeah. album, for, for real. Uh, I think Kaya was on the remix for We Can't Stop. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it because happened. Because that, that's what we will do sometimes. Us as a culture, we will embrace people, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. be, you know, 
maybe we shouldn't have. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, maybe there's money and clout in it, and you know, and we always have mm-hmm. to police ourselves as black folk about what we can make money off of and what we can't make money off of because it's you know anti the culture. And so mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, on the one hand, no, nah, we shouldn't have bought into the Miley the Miley hype, but the other, on the other hand. Damn. So we gonna we so we gonna get robbed of this good uh this good uh, Mike Will made it uh, I instrumental. Oh, I can't dance to this now. You know what I'm saying? Or or you know, Kaya got to miss out on her on her check. She can't be on the remix now because Miley <laughs> appropriating. You know, it's tough. And you called out Iggy. I did. You did. Iggy Azalea is another one. Uh, this is mm-hmm. an Australian woman posing, yeah. posing in in complete in complete disguise. <laughs> <laughs> Like this woman is not that is not her. They do not exactly. have these circles in Australia. That's what I was about to say. Like, I could probably believe that Molly got like a few black friends. Again, got one, except for no, TI, because he's trying to make money off of her. Man, Azalea Banks be wrong a lot, but sometimes she'd be right. And she, then, she, she yeah, yeah, sometimes she'd be right, and I hate it. But um I was never an Iggy fan. Uh, Iggy, yeah, I was never I was never an Iggy fan. Like you like fancy, I know that. Yeah, fancy oh, was good. I it was good. <laughs> who that? Who that? Is <laughs> that baby? I knew oh this. My I God. That, you knew this. <laughs> that accent. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look, something people don't know about Iggy is uh, a lot of her songs are just like nursery rhymes remade, like black ass <laughs> nursery rhymes. Like she got like a little Sally Walker type nursery ner- like song. Oh, no, Iggy Strength is in her visuals though. They're gonna put money into that video. And, and what they got every time? Again. Twerkers. Twerkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They gonna put some fat asses in there. The same thing again. Two Live Crew was catching hell about it. Trina, all these all these women rappers were catching hell about it in the early 90s. Oh, let Iggy twerk. Nobody, you hear crickets. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody call Iggy Azalea Ratchet because they know that's an Australian woman in disguise. Yep. Uh, we also got a little segment where a Misa, a fashion designer we talked about last uh, week, her designs were being ripped off fashion wise like oh, this is no i think the kardashians caught astray here because they deserve <laughs> they deserve they talk about <laughs> cash doll was amazing and she was talking about like she used to get she used to get teased for her big lips her her nose or her cheekbones and now they paying they paying to get that her you know they're tanning and stuff it's the audacity for me she says it is and this stylist uh points out that you know, if stylists got royalties, she would be a billionaire because yeah. there's so many people taking her her looks, mm-hmm. her combinations. You know, if you style for little Kim, you style for everybody because everybody yeah. then looked at Kim as the gold standard for what limits can be pushed, what we could do with fashion. And now and she's just walking around watching people do it and she's not getting any of the credit. So, mm-hmm. you know, again it's a gift and a curse you know they use that meg lyric that hoes going to the knife and it still ain't cut like me mm-hmm. because that's exactly what cash doll is saying you know like you you going to get the lips and you going to to darken your skin i, I know white folks that get tanned every week they go to the tanning salon twice a month type stuff mm-hmm. but you're not yeah. Meg. you know what but I'm saying? you're not it's, yeah you're not it's sorry it's just it's tough because there's nothing wrong with that go go live your life you want to go get tanned fine that's your that's your grown-ass business but when you don't accept that from people who naturally look like it, then mm-hmm. it starts to be a problem. Meg is brown. She she a dark skinned woman. You don't don't discourage dark skinned women. Don't you know uh, discriminate against them. Don't pass them up for jobs when they don't look exotic, quote unquote, enough. You know. And so, yeah, that's why all this is really bad. I'm glad they pointed it out. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was probably the shortest segment, I would say, probably of the whole mm-hmm. series. Yeah, um, they touched on it. Yeah, but it, I think it was rightfully so. Um, Securing the bag, you know, is the next track list in Man Oh Man Chappelle. Yeah. We saw the TLC Grammy speech. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know what I'm in for. For those who don't mm-hmm. know, TLC are they accepted their Grammys? I I think they won at least what two that that year. Uh, um, it was a big year for them. It was a it was a huge year for them, and it was after you know it's on the red carpet of the Grammys. They're up there. They're about to be asked questions. Their faces are just you know I re- I remember all of this, and their just faces are like everybody's like oh you won Grammys how are you guys doing and they're just like we're okay but we're broke they 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 start talking about like how broke they are on the grammys like red carpet like press room like it was a i I felt like it was a turning point um for i think the average american because i don't think a lot of us understood that people in music especially hip-hop especially women are are being like fed off of by these these record labels and we all assume like back back in the day we all assume that if you're a musician if you're a rapper or whatever you're living the high life you're rich you know they said they're one of the the highest selling um female groups of all time and they're they were broke like this speech really opened my eyes as a kid like oh my gosh i didn't know artists weren't getting paid for what they were doing Mm-hmm. Yeah, TLC was at the time about to hit 10 million copies of Crazy Sexy Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waterfalls was the number one hit. Ugh. They were in the middle of a sold out yes. world tour. Just mm-hmm. all this money being spent. And they had to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And so it's so hard uh. to believe they, they had to air it out on the red carpet. Now, this Waterfalls was the biggest hit. You know, like that's biggest great. So like hard. it was. Everywhere, everywhere, yeah, and these people were broke. Um, and so left eye does her speech uh on the red carpet. They obviously just say, Hey, we broke y'all, but there's also uh what is it a documentary where uh left yeah. eye is doing her uh what they kind of highlight left eye speech, and she said, This is how a group can sell 10 million records and be broke. And everybody get ready to do your math. There's a hundred yeah, I think this is a radio album. interview, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's a hundred mm-hmm. points on an album. TLC has seven. Every point is equal to eight cents. All right. Seven times eight is 56 cents. That means every time an album gets sold, TLC makes 56 cents. So sell 10 million records. That's $5.6 million. But that's the addition. The subtraction is from that 5.6 mil, the girls were contractually obligated to pay back both their record and production companies for expenses incurred on their behalf, including recording, travel, promotion, and music videos. So LaFace mm. Records has spent about $3 million on the second album. Mm. So that automatically gets deducted from the 5.6 mil before they can even see a penny of it. Now you have $2.6 million left to split between the three of them. Well, guess what? When you have that much money, you're in about the 47th or 48th percent tax bracket. So that immediately gets deducted to $1.3 million. Then you subtract Ugh. the percentages paid to the managers the lawyers, and the accountants. And after generating millions of dollars in profits, TLC's attorney says that uh, Lisa, Left Eye, uh, T-Boz, and Chili each took home about $50,000 a year in 1993 and 1994. They were making a teacher salary. That is... 
I love I love I love every time I hear that that uh, I cannot I cannot believe that though you know what I'm saying like it's still unbelievable to this day that you are well known where did the first half of the the money go to if it didn't already go to the record label like it just doesn't make sense these these deals are just ridiculous and um uh some we did kind of get a 360 deal breakdown in ladies first they say anything that you produce the uh label gets gets a split uh record deals were bad sometimes people would get only 13 to 16 points um per album which is pennies which probably and you know what i think about it since they got 56 points per album it was probably you know because there was three of them so if there's only one of you you're you're, you're getting like the 13 to the 16 they said 13 to the 16 was was in the high tier range yeah. for your album yeah and it's just i just can't believe that you know what i'm saying like, i can't believe it but it's just it's just ridiculous all of this blood sweat and tears that these artists go through and they're making uh, you know people well, out here making more than them like well well that's the middle thing. class 50k got them to like okay that's their salary but making mm-hmm. matters worse they were in debt as well you know each of them right. owed over half a mil to uh pepitone and more than a hundred thousand each to LaFace records because of the 360 deal because they for you know they front that type of money up in the deals so mm-hmm. when they don't make the money back they're automatically in debt which is what they talk about here when they talk about the 360 right. deal. so that's how they ended up in bankruptcy and they had no choice but to file for chapter 11. yeah and it and it's so interesting because today a lot of rappers use like 360 deals as disses to other rappers. And it's just kind of like it, it, you're dissing them. It, it, it's the industry. <laughs> like, it's, not, yeah. it's not the rapper's fault, you know, um, because uh, uh, cash cash doll talks about how she couldn't put music out. She was making nope. music and her label would, would she would post it. Her label would pull the music back. Like, I've never understood that either. Like, why are the record labels getting in the way of artists making music? You hear about Rihanna and her record deal and how why she had to put out four albums in four years and people mm-hmm. steady asking her about the next album. <laughs> right. Where's the album, sis? You know, Let, go back to one of the four that she put out. <laughs> right. She's like, I'm done. I'm like, but, but stop being done. Go make another album. I'm sorry. Like, how much I, I could give you. 5.6 since uh, you know like that's all yeah. I got. Can I get one album, please? One um, album, yeah. uh, or like Prince? Prince having to put out multiple albums, changing his name to get on his record deal. Like these are like big names that are right. dealing with this kind of bullcrap. Can you imagine the smaller independent label, not uh, you know independent artists who are just making it? Um, I think did we have. I can't remember one of the one of the female MCs on this on this. Uh, I want to say it was either this episode or one of the last episodes where she was talking about um, how they were asking her. They said, "Was it wait? Was it MC Light where she was like, I want this, this, and that on my my record deal?" And they said, "No, that you don't have a record deal." And she's like, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> she yeah, took the record it was, deal. It was MC Light. She was like, I "Yeah." Want I want 50% of my publishing. Yeah. And they said no. And she's like, oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, could, what could she do? <laughs> she's like, oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
Like, I am not going to lose. And then I lost, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Like, it's just like, you can't put blame on the artist. Like, we need to find a way to, like, make this industry more fair. Um, we also got the the story about Ra Digga being, working with the, with the Fugees, but also being pregnant. And how she needed the record deal because she knew she was going to get the upfront money. Like you said, the, 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 the front money and she needed it for like having a, a baby and how Q-Tip helped her get the, the record deal is like, it shouldn't be like, this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and now if you listen, the women rappers are rapping about these very struggles, you know, Cardi mm-hmm. B, like I got a baby. I need some money. She, I need teeth for my eggs. My eggs yeah. Which is a bar. <laughs> Which is a bar. Yes. But dang, you know, they're telling them that they can't, you know, if you get pregnant, this is it. Uh, but was yeah. that was that was that Chica who they who they tried to write her the life insurance policy for her manager yes. into the to like if she dies, her management gets rich? Yeah. That's wild. That's that crazy. Is wild. That's that's scary. Yeah, yeah that's bro, I would you be could be terrified. Woo. Yeah, that, that, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, and I normally don't give a lot of them, you know, space to breathe. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> if someone said they rapper ended up murdered and the, and the management got the benefits from the life, yeah, they did that shit. You know, they did that. They did that shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I I did like the fact that they did highlight like uh uh pregnant pregnant women. Uh, now it doesn't slow them up in rapping. It it was so funny when they showed Cardi B pregnant on stage. I was like, hey. yeah, that that seemed so that seemed okay to me. <laughs> like at the time, I was yeah. like, yeah, she's just she's like all of us working till our freaking <laughs> due date. Like as somebody who was pregnant, yes, that that tracks for me. Or we're because of capitalism, we have to keep working until we fall over until the baby pops out. So. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, uh, it's not different like back then when like Roxanne Shante or, mm. or Rod Digger or some of them other ones would have kids and, um, you know, uh, was it, was it Roxanne Shante who said she used to bring her, she used to bring her baby on the road, man. Like, yeah, oh, man. yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It, you know, we saw yeah. Rihanna do the Super Bowl with child. Yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. forgot. Like everybody's like, sure. Like it is I love how it doesn't doesn't matter anymore. Beyonce performed pregnant, you know. Yeah. Um at the VMAs mm-hmm. and at what the Grammys that one year too. Yeah. Like it's like it's amazing. Don't, yeah, don't think these women are doing that on purpose. They are not actively going to get pregnant and be like, Oh yeah, this is gonna go hard on the tour. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm sure they would love to be able to take a break, but they just don't have the luxury to do so. Right, right, right. Um, and then finally, the last one is love yourself because it gets ugly. And this was probably the hardest of the sections. Um, talking about assaults within the hip hop industry and community. Um, and this is where I was kind of like, I felt like they had to skate over some things because, you know, you know. But I, I'm also like I I thought the whole point of of this is to kind of like shed the light on it and bring it to light so it doesn't happen. But it's like it felt very did it feel tiptoey to you? Yes, but I know why. You know, like right. it's like it's like remember, this is the same reason why this stuff isn't talked about anyway. One, the patriarchy Anywhere. just doesn't yeah, yeah, allow yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, if you start to burn bridges by speaking out against some of this stuff then, you know, mm-hmm. the boys club that hip hop can be sometimes white might not be appreciative of that. Also, um, I think that they, 
I appreciate them giving time to highlight the positive about the women's and what they and what they've come from, right? Like at some point, if you start to to talk so much about the oppressors, it becomes about the oppressors. And I really would like for it to be more about the people who are rising up against that stuff because I could write a book about all the stuff that I've heard about Dr. Dre, and I ain't a rapper. Oh yeah, so I know these people could tell some stories. Yeah, Um, yeah. So a lot of it was really sad to hear a lot of stories of like a lot of the women saying like they would be cornered and say they have to sleep with a certain person or executive to get their song out or to get features on the song like that is just not okay we did get um a more uh, contemporary example with lotto lotto has been very open about how she had asked for a feature on on one of her albums by a male rapper they basically insinuated that she had to sleep with them in order to get the feature cleared and she's like nah and she's you know she she's talked about the experience but she hasn't really said who the name is and i'm not gonna touch that one because i thought i thought who it was because i told y'all who it wasn't (laughs) and who it wasn't no, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Kodak Y'all hate Black. Kodak so much. Y'all hate Kodak. I do so not much. like him. I do Y'all not like him. <laughs> Let him cook. It wasn't him because he was on the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The do you know who, who they... this was was not on the album. I will say that. Yeah. Do Do you yeah. know who they're saying they think it was? I, I don't know, but people be trying to put it on Kodak. I'm like, Kodak didn't do it. Okay, damn it. This time he's innocent. He's trying to turn his life around, y'all. The boy's they're best. trying. He's, People he's are trying, speculating y'all. it's it's the one it's the one who inspired this generation. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's what I hear too. Um, yeah. So I I mean, much props to Lotto for um for like being able to talk about this. You know, we're not going to talk about this because we don't want to get sued. But good for, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. For, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably talk about this in the in the next episode. But Lotto was really good here in this docu series for me. Like. I I'm like I've been watching Lotto's career since like the rap game and stuff like that. I was one of those people who are like, uh, the name, the name kind of I don't like the name really. And ever since she changed her name to like Big Lotto or Lotto, I'm like, yeah, I fucks with you hard now. Like I really yeah. like her. <laughs> yeah. Lotto can rap. Lotto, Lotto can. raps. She's good. Lotto, yeah. Yeah. Lotto raps. And uh yeah, I I too was like, like I called out Asian doll last episode. Yeah. Why, why are you named that? And and I get why she went by what her old name was. Yeah. But now too, that we've yeah. we've been older and educated, we've shed ourselves of that. And mm-hmm. Big Lotto, it's such a better brand it's too. So cool. You know, yeah. With the, with the slot machine type, you know, yep. sevens, lucky sevens mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, come on, Lotto, rap. Yeah, that's a rapper. I like Lotto. She's so good. Yeah. Um. And then we get the story of D Barnes. And I mean, I really appreciated this story because they even said it here like, oh, most people might just know D Barnes as a throwaway line from the uh, Guilty Conscience uh, song, which, oh, it's so unfortunate because that is like one of my favorite songs. Oh, just cut the chicken's head off. You know? <laughs> I know. It, it, like, oh, God, it's so bad. But. I like Mr. how they Dre, went into her. Sorry. Yeah, but so like actually hearing her story and seeing her tell it. And I mean, and they, they didn't like 
go deep into it, but I really appreciated seeing her, her. So like D Barnes hosted pump it up, which was a hip hop show on Fox cable. Like I didn't know any of this. Like I did not know any of this. I I know. I, I just knew like, Oh, D Barnes was a, a reporter or something. And, and she got beat up. I didn't know she was the first woman to, um, to be the the host of a uh, of a hip hop show on a yeah. major network, you know, mm-hmm. um, for and for pump pump it up and Dream Hampton. Shout out to Dream Hampton. If that name does not sound familiar to you, or if it does sound familiar to you, Dream Hampton is she was she started off at a, as a writer at, at the Source magazine. Um, I actually went back and read some of her Source articles she was she was all about exposing um hip hop in the industry back then but you might more know her as being behind the creator and i believe the director of surviving r kelly um mm. at least like executive producer or something like that but she she's the reason why we know everything that we know about r kelly and um the d barnes uh, Dre incident, she wrote up the incident for Source. And as Dee Barnes is um, talking about her experience, she's she's tearing up. She won't say it on on the documentary. Like, like I probably still to this day, I, I read up, n- really know the reason why Dr. Dre beat the crap out of her, but we don't really need, we don't need to know an answer. You know, it was really messed up what he did. He, he beat the ever loving crap crap out of her and then we got um we got sections in in the docuseries here of uh easy e um yella and i don't even know the third person i can't even remember the the oh mc red yes mc red talking about oh that deserved it you know dre beat her up she know what she did Ugh. Ugh. yeah i said red ran um yeah so yeah, like after this, we really shouldn't be talking about them too much. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre has uh publicly apologized for this behavior, but it doesn't change that the behavior happened, and it happened to multiple women. I watched the Michelle documentary on Net on mm-hmm. uh, Lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, or have you you haven't seen it, right? Um, I have not. This woman narrates her own documentary, and she talks she, about. Ooh, okay. Yeah, so she narrates it. And she, Michelle has a very powerful singing voice, but she has a really <laughs> high pitched speaking voice. It's like, and then me and Dre were just like, it's very soft. But then, like, he beat the hell out of her multiple times. And mm. so he did issue an apology years ago and was just like, I was out of my mind and stuff like that. But dear God, I mean, not only was he beating the hell out of these women, but then they weren't empowered to say anything about it, and then uh-huh. D. Ba- D. Barnes got blacklisted. Michelle, I'd argue, was probably blacklisted too, because right. the way she sings, she should be everywhere. And yeah. um, I just don't believe that that didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah, and she and he he beat up another woman, T. Uh, what was her name? Uh, I forgot. Like, there's it again. I read. I did read all of the the source articles and stuff about this. There, this is well documented. Documented his history of abuse towards women. Yes. After this, I, from what I understood, one of the reasons was is D Barnes, uh, interviewed the NWA because they were um, it was I don't know if it was like a, like a. 
it was like for uh, an anniversary or something like they were or, or their uh, music was about to drop something she she had interviewed the nwa separately she had she was interviewing i think it was uh was it yo-yo she was interviewing somebody else and as she was interviewing it uh, which was a, a woman as she was interviewing them ice cube came over and ice cube started basically taking shots at nwa really quickly during that during him coming over during the interview and then walking off her producers then decided to air the nwa segment and insert ice cube taking shots at them in their segment mm-hmm. so it wasn't even her fault you know what i'm saying like it, it it wasn't even her fault as to how the the segment got produced but they basically blamed it on her and 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 dre saw her at a club and, and just beat the brakes off of her and like Chappelle said like her career was never the same after that and they said here in this docuseries which was chilling and very true unfortunately she's frozen in our minds as a victim and a footnote to Dre's success yep that's the one you say D Barnes to me and our first thing I think is guilty conscience at least it used to be um because I remember that line um and and the wild thing about that is that that was a line of uh, Eminem was taking a shot at Dr. Dre but Dr. Dre produced that. So he knew that his name was synonymous with beating her ass. And he put that in songs to make money off of it. You know, that's, right. that is how weird this is. You get assaulted and get your ass beat because Ice Cube don't know how to act, basically. Yeah. Um, and, and then you watch the man who beat your ass go make money off of it and become one of the biggest names in hip hop, if mm-hmm. not the biggest hip hop entrepreneur that ever existed. Right, and no one talks about you at all, and all you were doing was hosting a television show. Um, mm. again, that, and you were the first woman to host a major hip hop television show, yeah. And uh, and again, Dr. Dre has apologized, but is is an apology enough, you know, to what extent, mm-hmm. you know, is the apology I, I could read it, but again, this isn't about Dr. Dre, it's more like more about. You know, what service is gone is goes to D Barnes after experiencing mm-hmm. this? You know, her Wikipedia is mostly about her incident with Dr. Dre. And that's incredible Ugh. because this woman should have a whole section about her time uh with Pump It Up, and she just doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um at least she did get a chance here to talk about her experience here in this docuseries. And of course, um, we get the Megan the Stallion case. They um you know, Megan is not in, like, we don't have her sitting here talking to us, but a lot of the talking heads are referencing her case, and um, I would just really like to reiterate, if I haven't said already, fuck Tory Lanez, and uh, I said that shit, and he can rot. Like, <laughs> Keep him. Keep him. Yeah, yeah. Keep him. Keep him. We ain't yeah. gotta get into the ins and outs. It's fresh. I know y'all know what we talk about, but the man mm-hmm. guilty. He did that shit, and, they, and he and mm-hmm. he deserves to be in jail, and then he deserves to be deported back to Canada. Yes, get him out of here, please. Yes. Get out. Yes. Get yeah. out. And um, so they did in that in that segment in this episode talking about how the younger girls are are talking more about mental health more openly. Of course, Meg Meg uh, famously says, "Bad bitches have bad days too." You know, um, and I agree. I, I love that a lot of artists are really prioritizing 
putting in mental health in in their their music because it's not as stigmatized as it was years and years ago. Like a lot of people are openly talking about mental health, and I know me and Chappelle are very much for like people um, maintaining their mental health, checking in with therapists, checking in, you know, doing what you have to do to stay um, healthy. Yeah. So let's take a quick break and we'll talk about episode four. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Episode four uh, was titled, What Are They Up Against? Um, so very, like, I I did like this. I did like this this last episode. Um, the track list that we have here is, it's the sisterhood for me. I mean, it's giving boss bitch we out here and giving flowers so um i like that they choose to end on a happy note um mm. in the whole series so i i really appreciate it but we we have to talk about the fir- the first thing is is sisterhood for me it's uh the younger girls talking about we embracing each other now um they done with beef this is where lotto is very vocal about like not wanting to beef with the other the other girls um i wanted to ask you what's your favorite uh female rap collaboration of all time just period like just what well, just let's just throw some out there some of your favorites Ooh. Oh, well, they talk about ladies' night in here. Which I is remember, great. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, what? Everybody, including Missy. Uh, you yeah. know, like, she came in and the, you know, oh, what a night. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Being like mine. I said, yeah. hey. Um, but even more recent stuff, you know, I like that ratchet shit. I do. So, mm-hmm. um, you got WAP. For sure. Yes. Um, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime you put Meg on, on a collab, I'm there every time. So mm-hmm. uh bitch from the south with Lotto and Saweetie. Yeah. Like, give me that. Give me that. I need that. They, we um, got clips of that. We got uh Saweetie and Doja Cat doing best friend. I love that. Yeah. I'm best friend. It's best. <laughs> it, look, it, with jo- Do- Doja Cat, if you listen to this, grow up. But also <laughs> keep, making, keep making music because she, man, she don't miss. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's so many of them. I, I mean, yeah. Even even like um the say so remix, I think it's Doja and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, uh, yeah Doja, yeah, like that. Them look, we could go on and on. Let's talk, let's talk like, about it, Mari. What what are your favorites? The collabs right now, like Cardi yeah. B is on another level when it comes to collaborating with young female rappers. Like I think she is doing an amazing job because, to be honest, I wouldn't have listened to a lot of these these women if i hadn't been introduced to them like via cardi so cardi jumping on on lotto's put it on the floor again i mean that is on my workout list i i listen to like yeah i i literally (laughs) listen to them every day um her and glorilla's tomorrow too yeah really good that's a good good one she said i went to school for chiropractic (laughs) i said yes ma'am you did yes you did you might think I went to go chiropractic. I said, that's not okay. But I get what you said because you popping your shit. Look, bruh. 
And then finally, like one of my favorites, uh, Cardi and Fendi the rapper on Point Me Too. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it, but Cardi being on a a queer woman's record and just bawling out, like I love that song. Have you heard that song? I don't think so. It's uh, um, uh, <laughs> this ill think he need a oh wait. On a pill. Okay, I'm not even gonna do it. But it's it's so good. <laughs> it's like I I'm not gonna do it right now because I'm I, I'm I'm not it. But it's really good. So I love that they're trying to push forward this idea of collaboration because honestly, it it feels like a lot of the mainstream media, a lot of you know people are trying to separate uh, black women rappers and t- trying to have them constantly beef in. So even if we might not be all the way there yet, I like that we are you know, at least putting it out into atmosphere that no more beefing, you know, uh, oh, also Lotto did a really good job on Chloe's, um, for the night as well. But anyways, it, it, it is, it is, an, it does feel like a new era. And I, I do like that. A lot of the rap girls are like getting along, like, please just get along. We don't need all this fighting and stuff. Um, right. on the uh, docuseries, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, what were you about to say? I was gonna say the beef is just so entertaining, though. You know, uh, don't get me wrong. I we love the collaborations, but people be people came to hip hop for beef a lot of times, and so it it comes at the expense of some it. of these relationships. You know, I get it, but I think now that I'm older, I don't care. Like the Stan Wars, right. maybe now because it's like inter- because we have internet and it's like the stand wars are real. If, if two girls start beefing, even if it's over something minor, everybody has to jump in and, and make it bigger uh, than it is. I think that's why it's not as fun. Like it used to be fun. Just bring it to the wax, you know, beef on wax. Cool. You win. You didn't win. Cool. But all of this stand wars, doxing people, threatening people's lives. Like we're, I'm too old for that shit. So I, I'd much rather watch them create art and music together than yeah. beef, you know? Mm-hmm. hundred percent. Um, we did get a, a clip of Rhapsody's BT performance. And when I saw this, Chappelle, this was like, yes, this is remember when I told you last episode, I was like, a lot of people were telling me to uh, download Rhapsody and Tierra Wax um stuff. And I, I and I I remembered that there was an inciting incident as to why I did it. Cause yeah, it's sitting in my phone. I just haven't listened. And then when they showed that clip, I was like, I remembered that Rhapsody's uh BT performance where she's she's rapping about um about the women that basically came before her and it was such a good rap and they showed the line where she talked about lauren hill (laughs) the the fuji's as a band should be just investigated all together there nobody is clean in that group i'm sorry so well she said well she she said um Lauren Hill came right on time when we needed her so let's stop with the joke something like that (laughs) yeah I'm like, mm, why you owe me money? Uh, so, <laughs> she owes me money. I, I hear you, Rhapsody, but also she can pay me what she owe me. Uh, yeah, and how yeah. Rhapsody's BT performance had like went viral and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I, uh, I like seeing that. Uh, they yeah. they also pay homage to the Queen. You know, we already of did course. it. But Dana, Dana, Mario, yeah, how do you how do you feel? Because I know you're a Queen 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 Latifah stand, but when we grew up in the '90s. The queen was everywhere. I know. I know. I, I literally say in my notes, it says, God damn, I love Queen Latifah. <laughs> it's like, man, Queen Latifah, the actress, 
the 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 writer the, the producer the, the producer mm-hmm. the basketball player the rapper i mean yeah she yeah cuz this is the segment it's giving boss bitch and i and they they highlight queen latifah's mini mini entrepreneur i didn't know she i didn't i don't think i knew about the flavor unit and how she had her own um like her management. own management, which was great. Her hearing her talk about her management and and how they try, it sounded like they try to be like really fair to to them and stuff like that. Queen Latifah is just she is just amazing, stunning, gorgeous, beautiful, all of that. <laughs> cover girl, I, mean, yes, I remember. Cover, oh yes, cover girl. Yeah, I remember Queen Latifah coming around the corner in that movie, bringing down the house with that long ponytail, <laughs> and I said, "Yup, that's it. It's the queen. That's why they call a queen, y'all." Just I've seen that bad. movie so many times. <laughs> yeah, that's so many times. Mama's master gonna sell us tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I I like how it's like like talk about women entrepreneurs and women influencers. I, I I is this a safe space? Can I talk about how I was influenced last week? How was you influenced last week? I was influenced last week because again, Lotto Lotto. Have you have you seen these? Lotto has a new a new Wingstop flavor for women. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, the lemon and herb. Uh, <laughs> and last week, yeah. after we watched this, and after I, I seen, I seen, I seen the ad so many times, I, w- I went and bought it. It was good too, but I, yeah. I was influenced. And I love uh, that for them. Yeah, didn't Meg have the hottie sauce at Popeyes? Oh yeah, got into hottie sauce. I still got some. I still got some. I had to save it. I had to like hoard it and save it for special occasions. Uh, the only the only thing I didn't mess with, I didn't mess with Sweetie's McDonald's meal only because that was too much for me. But right. I, I, I love the thought behind it. I was like, yeah, girl, I, I appreciate you from afar. But it's just so funny that that's a thing now. Like rappers yeah. and ra- rapstresses are like, <laughs> they have their own meals at places. Yeah, so so we didn't eat like a baby goat, you know. She and do. so I can't I can't just be emulating what she what she be eating, y'all. You can't let everybody influence you, but get your bag, sweetie. Speaking about the icy girl, I love this segment on Sweetie because it reminded me of like back in what 2015 or something. Like she was the one that I thought was gonna like really make it. Like when I heard Icy Girl and stuff like that, I was like down for Sweetie. And then, you know, and then like Meg kind of outpaced her and stuff and then she kind of became almost like a joke you know mm-hmm. to me did, did you get this like sweetie everybody be like sweetie is so pretty but she can't rap you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. like <laughs> oh yeah no I'm, I'm there with you because I know in the first uh in the first uh part of, of this I didn't really have nothing negative to say about none of these rappers it was, it was either I'm really high on them or you know I just don't know their music that well but sweetie mm-hmm. I was definitely one of the people like what 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 are y'all a fan of? Because uh, she's very she's very pretty she's very pretty, mm-hmm. but I just didn't understand like the talent level. It felt like it felt like almost like she was fighting hard against colorism herself because right. she was she's so pretty that people were like oh but she she she's light skinned she cannot be talented as a rapper yeah because, you know like you know and so and then at the same time people were like no she's pretty thus she is a good rapper you know like they're trying <laughs> to voice her because she, she, she could be like the face of things and I feel like she got caught in the crossfire of that because I didn't take she her did. seriously either but seeing yeah. all of this other stuff that she does like the financial literacy IC University and all that stuff so good and, yeah, and that song, Icy Girl, it goes every it time. It goes hard every time. Every time. Every time. I forget. It looks like you forget about Icy Girl because you, you think about tap in, you know? <laughs> tap, like, tap, tap, tap in. 
<laughs> you know um but i agree so sweetie is smart she went to ucla i i believe it was mm -hmm. um yeah she she started her own, own media comp company she gives back to the community like she's amazing like this documentary I loved learning a little bit more of the behind the scenes. So a lot of these girls and it really humanized them to me, which made me want to listen to their music. Like, mm -hmm. again, if that was the goal, checkmate, like, because yeah, you got it. Yeah. I've been, I added a whole bunch of these, these women's songs to my, my like daily playlist and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. if you go on YouTube, there's actually a playlist for a lady's first playlist. Maybe I'll find it and put it in the show notes um, where it has all of the songs from the docuseries in it. Mm -hmm. Like at least the ones they could find. Yeah. Um, and you can just go through it and listen from like yeah. the really old stuff to the really new stuff. So yeah, and this is where we also get Lotto's journey here as well. Like I said, I was very aware of Lotto's journey. Her mom, mom was pregnant at 15. Like, um, her parents were, like, not really accepted by her mom's family, but they still had each other. And she went on the rap game. I would see, I, I don't know what it was, but I was so obsessed with the rap game when it came out. Oh, yeah? Like, what, the four seasons, I think, that it did? I didn't watch you, one of them. You haven't watched, like, at all? You don't, no. so you don't know... What, I didn't watch one episode. Why? May I ask? It why? just it just was never on my radar. Like I heard it, and I was like, "Bro, mm. I'm not gonna watch these little kids uh, competing and stuff." Well, because you know we had seen that before. I think because you and I we watch a lot of reality te television. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to the rap game, I was like, "Well, we already had this. We did this with the uh, I've seen the white rapper show. I've seen the, the yeah. Missy Elliott's Road to Stardom. I see, yeah. you know, like, bro. I was like, that one with Cardi on Netflix is good too. The I one where they found D Smoke. Oh yeah, and see, and then I watched seventeen seasons of Making the Band. So by this time, I was oh, like, yeah. you know what, y'all, I, I just, band. yeah, I was like, I can't do it again. Um, uh, so I kind of that's why I didn't watch it. But I, I had heard nothing negative about it. I'll say that I really liked Rap Game. I'm not gonna lie, it was just it. it, it again, it's just it's just kind of messy. The parents would be there with these young kids. The parents are like parents were kind of the messy part, to be quite honest. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, and uh, Jermaine Dupree would it, it, he would do like an Abby Lee Mir M Miller It'd be like a pyramid of like who yes. did bad for the week and whoever did good for the week got the like the chain and stuff like that. It was, it was I was entertained. I was I was sports entertained as we say in the wrestling business. I was I was entertained, um, and I remember Lotto's season, um, again. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say her 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 previous name. She was she was her previous name on there, and she won it. She won it. I think that was like the first season too. I want to say I can't remember. Mm. Um, but she turned the deal down because they realized that the deal was not good. You know, she could have been trapped in a 360. She didn't. She decided that the exposure from the show was enough and she wanted to prove that she could do it so she grind she was grinding you know she was uh making mixtapes selling them the old-fashioned way uh she was largely independent for a long time and because there are so many ways to put out put out music she um she decided to do it like that and do it on her own. And, and then of course, like I said, she, she talked about the, the feature um, on the album that she decided to, to forgo because he wanted her to sleep with him. And, it, and like, again, I was, I was a fan of Lotto before this, but like now I'm a really big fan of hers. Oh yeah. Um, but she can rap. Like Lotto can yeah, rap. She really can. She, she really can. can. She can rap. That's, that's not even a question. Like, uh, I remember the first time I heard Lotto's album, I was hoping a homegirl move. 
um because i'm an omega and that's what we do we help people move and so yeah. uh the whole time she was jamming and i was like what are you listening to and she had her on repeat i said who is this uh, lotto i said oh yeah oh yeah yeah she can go every, every I think, time i think what a lot of these rap girls get caught in that trap of is like making these songs that are samples of older songs you know mm -hmm. lotto did manage to get queen mariah carry out on stage with her to perform yeah. for a big big energy but um like for me sometimes like again it kind of I'm 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 that old where I'm like my mom now is like I'd rather just hear the the original song you know yes. <laughs> and get mad you know yes um, because I like a lot of their original stuff more than their like sampled stuff for me um, mm -hmm. just personally. Yeah. I, again, not to pick on them because a lot of dudes sample music as well and do, and do uncomb mm -hmm. over tracks and stuff like that. Exactly. But we didn't old, y'all. We liked the ones that we liked mm -hmm. when we liked them. And now y'all trying to change them and like we old. So come on. But <laughs> I get what you're saying for sure. Exactly. Uh, the third chapter is We Out Here and it highlights queer female rappers. And I, I really like this section. Uh, we get more from Chica and she talks about... Um, her growing up and and how her parents she's from Montgomery Alabama but she was born to Nigerian um, parents and she talks about how she just never wanted to be in a position where she had to come out so her music has always been very proud about you know her liking women they showed a clips of one of her songs and one of her videos where she's inspired by um, a different world where she's playing the lead and she's pursuing a, a female lead and stuff like that. And um, we also talk about Young and May, who was a breakout star, um, mm. who sang, ooh. ooh. <laughs> that tore ooh. The, up the charts years ago, man. Yeah. She's okay. What's she up to? What is Young um, May doing these days? Hmm. I don't know. She can say holla at her. <laughs> Do you have a favorite queer artist here, Shabelle? Um, I mean, of the of the two they named, I guess, like, you know, I don't, I'm fans of both of them, but I like I think that the thing that they also talked about is that a lot of the the women have like uh have rapped about you know their bisexuality, you know, and mm -hmm. people like Meg or even like mm -hmm. uh Party. You know, Nicki Minaj mm -hmm. for years lot about uh being bisexual, <laughs> but a lot of but they but she made it um yeah you know, really mainstream mm -hmm. and acceptable, mm -hmm. you know, and so I appreciate all of them, but no, I don't. I don't think I uh I didn't know Chica's backstory. I I, I knew Chica was mm. queer because of you know like obviously the subject matter of her songs, but mm. I didn't know her backstory. But you know my fave. I we already talked about my fave. Yeah, the brat, yeah, tat, yeah. Tat, 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 tat. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. The brat and the queen. You know, like I I won't speak on Queen Latifah because she don't speak on her that much. Um, <laughs> and she wasn't speaking on her like that here. So I'm gonna just leave that alone because it felt like y'all was making some decisions for her, and I and I was like, hmm. but uh, right. the brat, the brat been fine. Been fine since fine, been fine. And she, you could uh, she could cover it up in them uh in the basketball shorts if she wants to. That's a beautiful woman. And so I've always been a fan of the brat. Uh and I was very happy to see her when she was able to come out and mm -hmm. post her wife. And so she cute. said they look like, so cute together. That bruh, beautiful, both beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I I loved it. I loved seeing yeah. the brat. I did again, what you like. A whole lot of, <laughs> a lot of yeah. yeah. The talks about like she never felt like coming out because she really didn't find anybody that she wanted to like 
present that to but when she found her wife back in 2020 they they come out and <laughs> i actually like her story about both her wife like should we should we should we post it should we post it and they post it and they're like well damn i guess we came out um and they just i know they just had a baby together too like it's so cute and and, and debrat just talks about how meeting her wife and how it, she just feels totally like herself and she was tearing up talking about it. i was like <laughs> Yeah, I love seeing I love seeing people being able to just fully express themselves and Debrat being one of those people who have massively changed like we said our lives like without even needing to come out I, I'm just glad that she got that closure for herself you know and yes like you said they give a whole a section to Queen Latifah where it's kind of like people are like yeah Queen Latifah's gay we all knew she was gay and nobody need to say it you know and then mm. we get clips of her they're, they're like oh she finally comes out in 2022 quote unquote be, just because she shouts out her her wife on uh, when she's getting that lifetime achievement award um sorry in 2021 but again queen latifah who is a talking head on this documentary does not say anything about it <laughs> like Chappelle says it's like she doesn't care to talk about it um this is a, a side note and a, a brief aside but i don't know Chappelle. do you remember that book tell me if it's if it's too niche, but it was a book that came out in 2009 called Hiding in Hip Hop. Do you no, remember that, that book? book. Basically, the only reason why I know that book, I have a signed copy of it because the author came to Howard's bookstore, signed copies about, yes, Hiding in Hip Hop. And he, and uh, he was talking about like why he was like a former like PA for MTV or something like that. He worked in the entertainment business and he basically writes a book. It was right after, you know, you remember like when Superhead made her. Um, oh, yeah. Confession. Yeah. Of, uh, her confession. Video, uh, video Vixen. Read that yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Um, and and everybody loved the, those blind items back in the day. He 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 put one out and he was talking about like all of the men in in hip hop that he was he was having relations with. But of course, again, it was all blind items. But I I distinctly remember at the Q and A, somebody asking him like, "Oh, but what about Queen Latifah?" And he was like, "What about Queen Latifah? She yeah, she's gay, and everybody knows that. Like <laughs> like that's not a this is not a surprise. It's not a shock. It's she just doesn't go around talking about it because she is who she is. Like I always remember that because Queen Latifah can do whatever the fuck she wants to, and I love her. Yeah, and she's I'm the still best, in love you know? with her. I am still yeah. with, I am still in love with that woman. Make no mistake, she can love whoever she wants to love, and I love her exactly. Yeah, and yeah, dear and, God. And, they shouldn't, and you don't have to. You don't have to tell people whatever you want. You know. You do whatever you want to. Live your life. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I really, really love that section. And then finally, just the giving flowers um, section. This is There's my this, section. <laughs> this is your. This was your section. Well, by, by man, I no, I just love. I just love when they shout out the rappers, man. Like that. Yeah, like you did. see, usually we talk about this, but man, I'm a fanboy. I right, look. You tell me. Oh yeah, this rapper good. I go listen, and I'm gonna hype him up. Flo mm -hmm. Millie, that's my oh, girl. Flo Millie. That's mm -hmm. my girl. Oh my god! I was like, that she she from Alabama, you know. That's uh, mm -hmm. I was like, bro, Flo Millie, you can't do a fan cam on 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 Instagram or Twitter without seeing Flo Millie. Yeah. Man, <laughs> she raps, dog. Um, they talk about Rico Nasty. That thank yes, Rico Nasty. Today, yeah, you know that's mm -hmm. they be rapping. Even like people like Lil Mama, you know, who have mm -hmm. gone under the radar now. But mm -hmm. when we were in high school, if your lip gloss wasn't popping, didn't. 
what were you doing? You know, little mama yeah. says poppy, you know? Yeah. Which again, where she crossed into like almost a joke. I mean, because America's Best Dance Crew hopping up on stage with Jay Z. That ponytail but I will, in the back of that hat. Yeah. <laughs> I will give her props. She she came back out in the TLC. If you have not seen the TLC biopic from VH1, um, is it called Crazy Sexy Cool TLC it Story? Is. Yeah. yeah. Go watch that. Kiki Palmer plays Chili. Drew Sedora plays uh, T-Boz. And Lil Mama plays Left Eye. It is one of the best biopics I've ever seen in my entire life. I remember watching it and crying. Like, because I was like, this is these are my people. I love seeing this. It was a great, a great biopic. And I'll give Lil Mama her props there too. But yes, yeah, the roll call of all of the women shouting out each other, shouting out um, other women who weren't there. Uh it was I love that they ended on this, you know? Yeah. And we love um, seeing all the old heads and stuff. Right. I mean, even just like, you know, more love for Missy Elliott always mm-hmm. and forever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but there are so many women rappers that just deserve their flowers and mm-hmm. we don't talk about them enough. And the ones that we do talk about, we talk about a lot, but we don't talk about them enough. Uh, and so it's like if you got a chance to highlight somebody or to get show them love, talk about the rapper that you like. Like I called out Azalea Banks earlier because she's ridiculous. But Zary Banks got hits. You know, um, mm-hmm. she is ridiculous, and I refuse to support mm-hmm. her because she just don't know how to act. But at the right. same time, she got hits. Uh, Dochi is another one who's been at the top oh, I love of, of my playlist. Race. She's so persuasive. That's mm-hmm. go every time. Uh, mm-hmm. Dej Loaf. Um, also, oh, yeah, Dej. Yeah, yeah. We didn't really Where's talk about Eve at? a lot. Yeah, where is Dej Loaf? That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Eve got a shout out here, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. There's so many. And like people like Eve with the crossover appeal. You know, we seen Eve do it all. You an actor, you know, she's she, she is like Eve a talk show host, I think, for a while. I think she's married <laughs> to like a billionaire. So she's, oh, yeah, she's billionaire. Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she she too was once a stripper. Uh, you know, like mm. it, Eve, you know, her and Stevie J before Jocelyn, there was Eve. Look, you know what I'm saying? Before mm-hmm. before that was Eve, you know, like mm-hmm. Eve and everywhere she got, she got them paw prints on her, like Adam and Eve, because yep. the tiger got her, you know, she was distracted. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, it's paying homage to them, because let Gangsta Loving come on. I mean, yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I just liked all the shout out, and, and I'm talking about how different all of the women are, and how we need all of them. Uh, I think it was Rhapsody who said, we need it all because we are not a monolith. And, and it's true, and Lord knows me and Chappelle say this all the time. Yeah. And um, that's it for Ladies First, a story of women in hip-hop. Overall, my overall thoughts about the four-part docuseries is it was such an easy watch. You put it Mm -hmm. on, you binge all four, you learn a lot. You hear from so many people. I don't think any of the time was wasted. I definitely suggest anybody who's listening, if you haven't already, go watch it. It, it, Especially if you're, it brings out a lot of nostalgia as well. And, And just a feeling of community and camaraderie. And I think we need more of that nowadays. What are your final Ag- thoughts, Chabelle? Agree. I, like I said, anytime you're giving somebody their flowers, I'll be the first one in line. I love, I mm-hmm. love uh, hyping people up. It's kind of my thing. And so mm-hmm. if you tell me that like somebody out here like getting overlooked for their contributions, tell us. 
tell me let me know mm -hmm. let me know if we like you know not being fair to an artist because i can get in the in the the hip-hop arguments with the best of them you know i'll get in there and, and, and talk trash about your favorite rapper uh yeah. you know but that that's all in like fun to an extent but also this stuff kind of does affect these people's legacies you know uh so you can't mm -hmm. hate too much sometimes you just gotta give people credit for what they're able to do well and these women were exceptional and are exceptional and they deserve to get the credit and so four-part series could have been longer for me, honestly, because there's so much more you could have talked about. Uh, so mm -hmm. I appreciated it. I want more content like this. And if you want to hear more content like this, you know, mm -hmm. make sure you subscribe to Post Show Recaps on Spotify because the Connect is in there. Or you can subscribe to the Connect on post, on post Show Recaps on Apple and uh, other podcast platforms. So if you can't find us at the Connect, look for us on Post Show Recaps. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, uh, Postal Recaps has a Patreon. So if you want to support our work, uh, signing up makes it possible for us to bring you these podcasts each and every week. Um, and if you're a fan of the We Gotcha crew and want more coverage of shows like this, uh, like Ladies First and Rap Shit, please consider signing up at any level and let them know that we sent you. <laughs> um, <laughs> of course, uh, you can always reach us at connect at postshowrecaps.com or like I said, at Mari Talks Too Much on Twitter for me or at Chappelle's underscore show for Chappelle. And for the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash postshowrecaps to support PSR and its podcasters. And of course, we just wanted to try something a little new today. So I wanted to support and highlight a small black business of a friend of mine. It's called Revel Wellness Co. That's RVL Wellness Co. It is it's uh, therapeutic puzzles that uplift women of color, and they are relaunching this Friday, September first, with all new puzzles, all new uh, kits, and stuff like that. Uh, their model is find your peace with every piece. So please go follow them on all social media platforms. That's Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of them by going to RVL Wellness. Co. So R-V-L-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S-C-O to support black business. Um, also, like Chappelle said, if you haven't already, the connect is on, on Apple. We are on Apple mm -hmm. Podcasts. So please go and look for the connect on post show recaps on Apple. And then, you know, give us five star reviews, five star reviews only. You know, we'll read them. Uh, if it's anything less, Keep it. We ain't gonna see it. <laughs> We're not gonna see it. The way the algorithm set up, if you put us a four, we won't know it. So give us a five star review and then let us mm -hmm. know what you really feel like. But the five stars is mandatory. Exactly. Um, Chappelle, where can the people find you? Follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. I'm doing a lot of podcasting right now. Talked about 90 Day Fiance on Rob Has a Podcast. Talking about Suits every day at suitspodcast.com. Uh, mm -hmm. Talking about Netflix shows every week uh, with Rob Sestanino and uh, guesting here and there in different places. But follow me on Twitter and you can keep up with all of that. Yep. You can also follow me uh, over on the Crime Scene podcast where me and Sarah Carradine, we do a true crime review podcast. So we watch either a true crime documentary, docuseries, whatever, and we review it. We tell you if you should watch it as well. So you can go to robhasapodcast.com slash crime feed in order to subscribe to us there. I was also just on the Big Brother live feed updates last week. So uh, if you want to hear me talk about Big Brother, you can follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much that's two like the number two and i'll post all of my links to my big brother podcast there 
Um, so that's it for us at The Connect. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.